Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. Today, we have Electrocutioner here in The Metal Forge. We've actually got the full band. We're going to check in with those guys here in just a minute. But how the hell are you all? I'm doing all right. Some cool stuff's on the on the horizon for for me here at the Metal Forge. I'm going to be going to see the Bay Strikes Back tour tomorrow night in Cincinnati at the Madison Theater. So if you are in that area, stop in and see me. I will be there. I'll probably be hanging around with Andrew from Metal Assault Records because he is running the Exodus merch booth. Some some crazy things are happening. Like I sent out some info about getting some interviews and such from like Exodus and Testament and Death Angel and a few quite a few other bands. I was told that they're not doing any in-persons right now, which is totally cool and understandable because COVID is still a thing. But they asked if I wanted photo passes. So I'm actually going to be shooting the show this weekend, which is totally rad as shit. And so be looking for pictures on MetalForgeRadio.com in the, the few days to come for that. Along with, I will be at the Who concert in Louisville at the Mercury Ballroom doing uh, photos there as well. So, 
That's interesting, you know, coming up and doing actual photos for shows. I've never really thought about doing that, but might as well give it a shot, right? I mean, the worst they I can do is suck at it, and they say, hey, don't, don't fucking shoot pictures of us again. You suck. <laughs> but no, seriously, I'm excited for it because, you know, I haven't seen Testament in years. I haven't seen Exodus in years. So, rad stuff. I got to see The Who back in um, September at Louder Than Life and was absolutely blown away. Because just like, it's like seeing Rammstein, you know. It, it's, it's awesome because it's a band from another country that's doing their native stuff, I guess. They're singing in their own language. They, but they're also playing um, instruments from... China and stuff like that, which is totally cool, too. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. I mean, can you tell? (laughs) But yeah, we've got quite a bit of stuff coming up. Like, insane amounts of things. My band Overload, we announced some shows that are coming up. We're actually playing the Mountains of Metal Festival in London, Kentucky later this month. We're going to be playing with Anvil, White Wizard, and Midnight Hellion. We're going to be playing Metal Fest 11 this year. Uh, so yeah, we've got tons of cool stuff coming up for that too. You'll be able to get your Metal Forge fix at those shows as well because I will be there taking pictures, handing out business cards, talking to some of the other bands that are playing those shows. Sweet stuff, you know, all around. Can't wait. Totally fucking awesome. But yeah, you know, I'm uh, not going to take up too much time here today. The interview, it's super rad. I got to talk to these guys a few days ago. It, it, it's fun. It's totally such a fun interview. So I'm going to check in here with Athena. She's going to be talking about the new Destruction album. Let's see what she has to say. Misfits and miscreants. Bangers and mashers. Deviants and the deviated. The tormented. And the fermented ghouls and goblins, creatures of the night, jack those headphones, crank the volume up to max, spark it up, and just relax. It's time for your deadly dose. Welcome to the fifth installment of Metal Mischief. I am your host, Athena, and on today's lineup, we have a new album by Destruction. That's right. One of the big four of the German Thrash Days. Origins rooted in the 1980s, Destruction continues to bring the chaos that is Thrash. So, break out the battle vest, crack the crown, shotgun a paps, and spark that spliff. It's time for some diabolical fun from Destruction. Hailing from Germany, Metal Veterans Destruction, a band that should be in every metalhead's vocabulary, who is a testament to old school metal, is celebrating their 40th anniversary. How? By setting the world ablaze with a new face-ripping grenade in the form of a new album. Destruction has produced yet another winner with their new album, Diabolical. The energy level is parallel to earlier recordings And there looks to be no slowing these motherfuckers down. Destruction continues to whip our asses with classic riffs and ferocious drum licks. It's easy to see why bands such as Havoc and Municipal Waste are influenced by Destruction. Yeah, yeah, of course, they didn't come right out and say that, but you can hear it, folks. You can fucking hear it. 
I mean, destruction just sets a path of, well, should I say, a path of destruction? <laughs> the new album is no different. They continue to pummel the brain with insanely fun guitar riffs and guttural vocals. A car chase for your mental metal synapse. An adrenaline rush for your ears. So, it was produced in 2022 in Germany, but, you know, this is a much welcomed addition to their discography. Although I do feel that though the album kind of has a tendency to be a bit repetitive, the overall feeling is generally a headbanger, though. Oh, that means it's time for a shot. Oh, and down the hatch we go. Alright, now that we're feeling a little bit friskier, my favorite song is track six. It's the last of the dying breed. It has that metal anthem sound with like that pulsating dun dun like this momentous moment on the album for me for sure. I mean you can just like see the crowd going balls nuts in a circle pit. This flying everywhere, people losing their flip-flops, I mean, mullet pulling, and like, t-shirt ripping, and guy pissing his pants, I don't know, you know, fun in the pit. <laughs> dun, 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 Alright, anyway, uh, I digress. <laughs> I guess now it's time to meet our Masters of Destruction. And of course, I always apologize if I slaughter your name. I never mean so. I'm just really bad at this kind of thing. I am a stoner. Just forgive me. <laughs> okay. We got Marcel Shermer. 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 Think I got that one. Bass and vocals. Randy Black on the drums. Demir Eskik. 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 Yes, that's it. <laughs> Lead guitar and backup vocals. Martin Furia. Rhythm guitar, which I mean, Furia. You can just feel the fucking fury. Yes, I love it. That's the perfect name for metal. It's almost like the perfect name for porn, but the perfect name for metal. Anyway, again, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, as one of the most legendary German thrash metal bands topping charts so to speak. <laughs> you know, there's there's not really charts when it comes to metal, but if you're a metalhead, there are, because we all rank that shit, and we know that. We're snobs. I get it. We're music snobs. That's because metal is the best fucking music on the planet. Okay, see, I just keep getting off topic. Let me get, let me get back on topic here. Um, as one of the most legendary German thrash metal bands, topping the charts with the best of the best, Creator and Sodom, Destruction continues to scar me in all of the good ways. Although this is not a favorite of mine from their collection, I definitely enjoyed it very much. So, in lieu of this, I guess it's time for Athena's five-shot review. Now, if you're just tuning in, I'm going to lay down the rules for you. If you've been here before, please just listen to me drone on for a minute. You already know the rules. But, five shots. 
I needed five fucking shots to get through this motherfucking album. Four shots. Meh. It could have used some oomph. Three shots. Good. Made me air drum. Bang my head. Two shots. Really good. Put that shit in the glove box for traveling. One shot. Excellent. I'll probably have a bang over in the morning. So, here comes the worst drum roll ever. One day I'll have a professional drummer to do this for me. Any of you guys can, like, volunteer to be my drummer, by the way. I'm just saying, putting that out there. <laughs> Destruction's new album, Diabolical Gets. Three shots. Good. Made me air drum and bang my head. So, until we meet again, have a most excellent time. And remember, man, keep it heavy. You know, admittedly, I am not a big Destruction fan because I really haven't spent the time to get into them. And I really need to get off my ass and listen to more Destruction. So if you guys have any suggestions, let me know about it. I'm going to check them out. So, But I found out this, uh, before we get into the interview, I did find out this like cool website. It's called MetalUnderground.com. And I'm going to give them a shout out right now. Because they're doing a lot of, you know, releases, which is totally cool. They're showing all the way up until October of albums that are supposed to be either coming out or reissued and all of that stuff. It looks like today, Vital Spirit has a new album coming out. Sabaton has a new album coming out. Jungle Rot has an album coming out. You know, so seriously, check their website out, metalunderground.com. Find out uh, what's coming out. They do reviews, interviews, photo, gallery, forum, all kinds of cool stuff. So, seriously. So, let's go ahead and get into this. This is from Electrocutioner. This is Terminal Simulation. <laughs>
All right, Metalheads, I'm being joined here with the guys from Electrocutioner out of New York. Dudes. Yo. Hey, what's, what's up, happening, man? man? How you doing? Hell yeah. New York, man. Long Island, New York. Oh, shit. <laughs> what's going on? I mean, how how's New York this time of year? Uh, it's always uh, miserable, smelling like rats, and uh, nuclear fallout. Uh, actually, now the weather's actually... We're close to getting to the nice warm weather. We're still not out of the uh, uh, the windiness and still out of nowhere. You get a, a freezing night for no, some reason. But uh, New York is nice. Come visit. No, yeah, I, I mean, should. it's all right. <laughs> I mean, I'm fortunate that I'm not in the suburbs, so, you know. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I need to come up and visit because I had a friend who lived up there for 20 years and <laughs> – she was like, you know, you should come up one time because we were going to do like, you know, like the tour and shit like that. Like, cause I'm a huge Sopranos right. fan. So we were going to do like the Sopranos uh-huh. tour stuff. I never made it out and she moved to California. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, shit. Well, you go to Jersey, man. Fiore's, man. Get the, uh, <laughs> you can get the roast beef with the peppers and mozzarella yeah. sandwiches. We'll take you some spots where we know a few guys. We could hook you up. Oh. <laughs> See, you're already yeah, talking some, my language, dude. I'm a, I'm a fat yeah, guy. Yeah, so. real pizzas, not the dollar slices. Yeah. That's that's you know that's the fake stuff. You got to get the real stuff. You know, you got to go to roses. You got to go to uh, what is it? Uh, we like uh, we like best uh, best pizza in Brooklyn. Oh, you like best? There, yeah, they were good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, grandma slice. Yeah, oh yeah, that grandma slice. That's troll. Oh man, dude, Yo. you all are making me hungry already, and I, and I just yeah, it's well, like we I just had a nice lunch. German pizza, man. Enjoy the beers with. Yeah, know? we could we could do a, we'll do a New York food podcast instead of no metal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 metalheads are foodies too, so I yeah, I totally true. get that. Yeah. So tell everybody out there in Metal Forge land about Electrocutioner. Yeah, so we are a uh, we're a three piece thrash band. We started uh, mid pandemic. Uh, got a little history being in other bands, but we just put out our uh, our second EP on uh, four twenty. Good old four twenty called uh, Escape from the Catacombs. Uh, it's our second EP. We put out our first one in uh, what was it July twenty twenty one? Yeah, about July August. Uh, I yeah. think uh, when did it post on the yeah. uh, the YouTube July site? July twentieth. 2021 and this one's april 20th 2022 and then uh we uh we just wrapped up band practice we uh we've written half of our full length so we're hoping <laughs> to do a full length with uh probably early 2023 what do you guys say Is that yeah, probably good? I'd say. yeah something like that so we're, we're rocking and rolling man we're trying to uh just put stuff together we got a we got a show coming up and then uh maybe some mini tour hopefully uh but yeah we're, we're all steam ahead just writing for this full length man trying to give the people the uh killer thrash they deserve Absolutely. And <laughs> with recording, writing and recording two EPs. Okay. Now, yep. is the full length going to be all new songs? Absolutely. We would never rip off people like that. I hate when that happens. You write songs. It's, it's like a, it'd be like if a painter painted a painting and took a piece of the canvas and put on a new painting. Like each EP is I its mean, own artwork. Maybe. In the sense you can think about you know, that, like, uh, yeah, you know, you're into jazz music. You can think about like there's a standard, like it's a written song already, but then you do variations on. So like some of the older songs that we didn't record, we've been kind of working on them. Yeah. And, you know, you play around with them, you change the arrangements, you change, you know, maybe we'll play some part lower or higher than it was before. Maybe the drums will change, the bass will add a solo here or there. So, you know, uh, everything is going to be new. So it's stuff All that new. people haven't heard before. Yep. Yeah, every song on this full length coming up will be brand spanking new. No 
recorded everywhere else. Absolutely. I agree 100% with that because I've known some people where it seems like they will put out an album or an EP every, you know, two two or so years, three years maybe, and it'll have songs that they've re-recorded since like 1999 and shit. And it, and it aggravates me because it's like, how many times can you re-record the same the same track? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. That's that's kind of what we're thinking. You know, we're gonna write ten to twelve songs, um, and you know, maybe cut two or one that don't maybe go with the album and keep it for maybe another EP or a split. But yeah, I don't like that either. I mean, it, to me, it's like you know, put out what's supposed to be put out. Don't keep rehashing things. You know, I think people work hard for their money. They want the good stuff. You know. For sure. Absolutely. So, again, here just a couple weeks back, you released the new EP, which is Escape from the Catacombs. Yep. And I know I personally bought this on cassette. Were there other... Uh, before, yeah. we get into, before we get into the big pack package deal with this, were, did, did was it just on cassette? Yeah. We actually... Our first EP we have on vinyl. I think we have like 40 copies left on vinyl and we had on cassette buy it buy it now buy it now it's on sale it's on sale um but yeah this one was only cassette um and we're thinking maybe when we do the full length like either maybe uh kind of because we sold out of our first ep i think we only have six copies of this ep left um i think we're probably going to repress the cassettes or maybe put them together as one kind of thing um and maybe get cds as like both eps but yeah this was only on cassette this one just because we, we we're all DIY, you know, the bass player Richie records and mixes and produces everything. So have all the money just keep kind of everything, you know. Definitely. So the the cool thing about it, other than of course the artwork and the music is amazing. Okay. So I was looking through yeah, I appreciate it. Definitely. Looking through the bandcamp page here, I, I mm-hmm. saw that it was done on cassette and I was like, you know, I don't have enough cassettes. I, I I really just buy them for for just something to have because I don't have a tape deck really. But yeah, I need to go buy it. I buy Right, I need to go buy one. Uh, <laughs> so, but I did notice everything that came with the cassette release, the 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 big yeah. special edition thing of you know having the uh, the illustrated book lyric book with it, a D twenty a dungeon crawl yeah. game, you know, yeah. and it was limited to 75 copies. And it's like, you know, that's cool as shit to me. Nice, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny it's, on two points and I'll let the other guys chime in, but, uh, you know, I, even though you said special edition, man, like we gave that to everyone. We're not trying to like sell something for $20 and then put the book. It's like, if we really want people to enjoy what we give them. So like you order our music, you're going to get something cool. And with the dungeon game, I came up, I was driving one day. I was like, you know, it'd be really cool. Yeah. And I could tell you how we got into it. It's kind of like a dungeon game. Uh, we could tell that story. But I was like, you know, guys, I think it'd be really cool if we like made up a game and like a D20. And yeah. I thought it was a horrible idea at first. And they were like loving it. Like, all right, this is going to be fucking awesome. So yeah, yeah we just, we just want to have the fans have a cool experience, man. You know, a lot of people are just like, uh, you know, not every, not, you can't treat your, you know, people, even if we only have 75 copies, you can't treat people like they're just, you know, banks to take money from her, you know, unlimited wallets. Like, let's give them some cool shit that they actually, you know, get their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, well, you know, like, for the, with the dungeon stuff, for me, like, uh, 
you know, I grew up playing uh, AG&Z, Second Edition, Ravenloft, uh, all that stuff like that. So when he came, he was like, oh, I don't know if this idea is a good idea. And once he told me, I was like, dude, that is the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, this is so cool. And, 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 and a lot of it ties into the album because we were playing um, this kind of, it's kind of, it's not really a tabletop, but it's like a board game where like we had to go into the catacombs and kind of the way the name came out was that they were giving me the wrong cards. Like you would, <laughs> I, you'd go into the catacombs and then every turn, every turn, you'd have to get the card to escape the catacombs. So I, they were giving me the wrong cards so I could just never <laughs> escape the catacombs. Yeah, we, we, uh, <laughs> we, we, we like to, you know, we usually on a good Saturday, we'll have band practice and, uh, start pounding them back and Rich, who always wins the game. I don't know. <laughs> our bass player. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we kind of sentenced Ian to death on accident and then we were like, one of the cards said like escape the catacombs and like, you know, we also, we love like escape from New York and escape from LA. We always come out yeah, to like escape yeah, and, and all stuff. those old horror movies. So like, oh, yeah. escape the catacombs. There it is. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and it's nice when you can just stumble upon something like that for an album title. Yeah. I, I've done that before as well. Same thing for uh, 48 Hours of Termination for the first EP. Um, we had worked on it for a long time. We tried to keep recording it, and we're like, oh, we're not really happy with the results. So what happened is we're like, yo, we just got to take this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, we're in here, 48 hours to record the album. You know, that that's what it had to be. So uh, that's how the name came out. And we were, we were kind of fooling around with the uh, termination. We came up like every value about of um sorry uh every variation on the word termination <laughs> with like terminal terminal six terminal blah 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 and like we just keep going on and on about it so we kind of just threw those things together and you know it's got to be organic you know you can't just kind of force it like that absolutely and again amazing artwork on the on the cover of that as well yeah, I just man, check him out on Instagram. Yeah, it's a guy's name's Akbar. He's from, uh, I think he's from Bangladesh. Bangladesh, something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, Instagram's I does. He does. He does. He's doing some bigger bands. I know he did uh, Dead Heat. He did. Uh, does a lot of merch for Gate Creeper, I believe too. He's freaking awesome. And yeah. you mentioned you just mentioned Dead Heat. Fucking great band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the, if you look at their stuff, I think he did their recent tour poster and other merch. The same guy who does our stuff. That's awesome. Oh, and you know what? I think. Uh, the band Black Black Knife from Kentucky. He did their full length. Uh, you know what? I think so as well. Um, and yeah, he, he definitely huge did. shout out to. Uh, I'm sorry. Huge shout out to uh, uh, Hellwolf from Black Knife. You know, he's total friend of the show. Yeah, I think he listens to every episode, oh, so yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll really out. appreciate this. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's how we. That's how we uh, actually got. It was like, oh, that guy's artwork is sick. But uh, yeah, actually. Uh, we got all Black Knife in a zine we did. We interviewed them for what kind of music they were listening to. So, and when they just put out a sick, uh, split with, uh, Bastard Cross, in, uh, who we just played with in Pennsylvania. So uh, we would love to play with them one day. Black Knife freaking, they rip. Yeah. Yeah. I, and uh, that sounds like I need to, I need to book it. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> book it. <laughs> gonna book it. Yo, we're going to book down there, man. And that's, that's how we're going to get there. Gonna you, book yeah. It. You're going to come down for a one shot. You're going to drive 850 miles. <laughs> oh, dude, we actually did. We we actually had we our actually show had it booked. Out, yeah. yeah, we had one show booked in Kentucky. We were gonna we were gonna have another show on the way there, yeah. way back, but then the Kentucky show dropped out. Oh, so, shit. but we were we we were ready to drive thirteen hours. Yeah. Our our base by Rich was like, I'll wake up. 
and I'll drive 13 hours straight. And I was like, all right, you want to do it. <laughs> that's, that, that's perfect for me, man, because I get to control the fucking iPod and the music. <laughs> right. Play all the good albums. Hell yeah, because you'd be listening to quite a few of them. Hey, everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com. BigCartel.com Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at Maxwell'sHouseOfMusic.com We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards! It's Gonna Get Weird is the name of the podcast. We're on season two, so you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives. And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) Weird. It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast. Available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Going to Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. So with this EP just now coming out, you know, a couple weeks back, Full steam ahead at this point is is that what's what's oh, going on with the, with the album? Yeah, we got uh, we we were playing a lot of shows that now we only have one show booked uh, in July. Actually, I booked the band Caligula. They were a thrash band from Queens in uh, 1987. They haven't played here in 30 years, so we booked them. That's our only show lined up. I think it's going to be our only show for a few months. All we are focused on is we come to band practice and we're writing, and the album is halfway written, I would say, and then it's. Once we get the stuff, yeah, tweaks here and there, and then it's all like the, you know, where do we get the synth and the interludes, but we're really hoping for, I don't know, what do you guys say? Rich, come on, you're the boy. What's the date? Oh, say it right now. That's the date. No, just (laughs) probably winter. I would say something like that or early. Yeah, it depends on, you know, how the rest of it folds out. Yeah, I think the winter would be good because it's going to give you like a little time to be down here. It's kind of like a hibernation where we come out, we just focus on on it completely. 48 hours to hibernation. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Escape from the hibernation (laughs) bed. Yeah, but yeah, full steam ahead, man. We're taking a little break from shows unless we, you know, it's going to be cool and it doesn't interrupt. But yeah, we're really just focused on writing, writing, writing. Definitely. And and I always say content is king. So the more content that you can actually put out, it just turns so many more people onto you. Yeah, the live shows are, are where they're at. You know, that's the rewarding aspect of being able to play. Put your your art out there to people. But, you know, having having, you know, an EP a year or an album a year is where I've always tried to 
trying to strive for. That's really beautiful, man. It uses the word art because I always think of it that way. Like it's not about like being famous. I mean, it'd be nice if you get signed, but like it, it, that's not why I make it. I make it because I want to make art and it, it, it fulfills me as a person. And I want to be able to share it with other people and other people listen to it and it moves them, you know, even if it's heavy metal, it always has some kind of positive aspect to it. Even if it's dark or tough or evil sounding uh, within it, it kind of gives, I feel like it gives you like a positive feeling on the inside. And I want to share that same beauty, that vision that I see as an artist with other people. So, you know, that for me as, as a musician or anything, uh, even in my day to day life, that, that, that's what I want to focus on. Absolutely. That's, that's the true art. No, that that's exactly what it is. And like I said, it is art. That's where I've always said art is so subjective because anybody can do it and it means something to them just because uh, uh, I, it's like, it's like jazz music, man. It's not, it's not what you do. It's how you do it. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so look, definitely looking forward to even more stuff coming through. I did want to point out that on the escape from the catacombs EP, I did notice that there are a couple of instrumental tracks in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is Mark, this singer guitar player. Uh, yeah. I did the synths on there and uh, we had uh, Ian and my wife screaming on the, the tornadoes. But uh, basically that whole thing comes from two things. Like uh, we love, uh, like we mentioned before, like the escape from New York, those 80 kind of like grimy action sci-fi movies. But uh my favorite album of all time was Exorcist Nightmare Theater, and Ian loves it too. But uh, I don't know if you know that album, Exorcist. Uh, got to plug it. Nightmare Theater, but every like after like every two songs, they just have these kind of creepy synth interludes, and I was like, that that's exactly what I want to do for this band. So for the full length, you're getting uh, at least three or four synth yeah. interludes, and we also another thing, we also we always have a bass solo on it, so. Yeah, you got to pay attention to that. Well, that's, that's our, like the that's like yeah. the diamond. Of, we like to try to do things differently instead of just like uh, uh, you know, just song, 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 song. It's like kind of creepy ambient dungeon synth interludes, bass solos. You know, give people different type of things. But it's not like we're trying to be different. This is just like what we like, and it's kind of like our style, yeah. and we're sticking it for a while. For sure. Well, the first thing that I had thought of when I had saw the package that it came in with, you know, the dungeon crawl and, and the D20 and everything, and with it having some instrumental tracks, it almost felt like it was written for that reason to where you could yep. listen to the EP while you played and had oh, some, like, yeah, is, music behind it. Yeah, that is designed. If you look at the back of the game with the thing, it says, like, roll every 15 seconds. You're supposed to roll. So it was, like, it was like an interesting EP because, like, although, like, there's two songs, like, one's an instrumental and then one's just like a, you know, like a typical song with lyrics. And the rest of the EP is a bass solo and synth. So it's a really interesting EP. Like we didn't just give you just three metal songs. We tried to make it like a journey. Like it's really, we really don't, didn't want to call, I think it, <laughs> Rich was like, it's not an EP. It's an epic single. You know, no, no, it's but, like, uh, it's yeah, like a 10 minute, it's a 10 minute. Yeah, no, like yeah, it is. But how do you label it? So. It's basically just like a 10 minute song. It's yeah. It's like a journey, you know? Yeah. It wasn't meant to be like an EP. It was really just like a long single. Like it's supposed to be listened into one sitting. Yeah. And then when, you know, we'd come up with the, the, the game design that, that was supposed to be played while listening. And when we tested it, we actually listened to, um, you know, the master tracks again and again while we were playing it and testing it to see how it worked out and make sure that it matches the kind of feeling. 
yeah. uh, with the game. So a lot of the, some of the stuff in the game is tweaked later on based on how we felt when we were actually testing it out. Actually, it actually led to this cool thing live we do. We actually take the D20 and uh, we have uh, certificates oh, oh, yeah. for souls. So what we do at the, the yes. at the at the the merge booth, what we do is uh, we have the D20 there, and it's, you roll a D20, we'll give you a free vinyl. We'll give you the free record for free. But oh, if you roll wow. one, but the listens, you, you're going to get tempted really quick. If you roll the one, you have to sign possession of your soul over to electrocution. So in Harrisburg, we got five souls. That is um, amazing. And we have them. Like, we put up, yeah, actually, it was great. One, the best one ever. This kid rolled it. Uh, he actually didn't roll a one, but he just wanted to give us his soul. <laughs> and I go, I'll never forget because we were like, it was like one in the morning. And I was like, dude, do you want your soul back? Like, you sure? He was like, fuck no, man. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's your problem. So yeah, we got, we have four souls. And we're going to be collecting souls every show. And I don't know. We do have a plan with them. Maybe one day we can like mm. melt them and put them into like the casino. You know, a good idea too would be like uh, we do the full uh, full length, or maybe we do a second album when we do that. We kind of give like a special thanks to those yeah. kind of people just for like yeah. supporting us, That's a good idea, yeah. interacting with us. You know, they spend the time to come over and roll the dice and. Uh, I'm also thinking we should, we should sell their souls on Bandcamp. <laughs> How much is what's the going what's the going rate for a soul these days? Awesome. <laughs> I, I really don't know. You know, I don't know what it is, but I do know that if you if you market your album or EP or whatever it is that you sell on Bandcamp for six sixty six, it does throw up horns in the in the dollar in the. Uh, the oh, that's pretty funny. The, the price bin. So that's pretty that's cool. Pretty funny. Yeah, that is funny actually. I didn't know that. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I would think that would be the the most um, adequate price. So you. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Six sixty six for soul. I mean, hmm. we'll have to consider. We'll we'll consult our uh, our financial analyst. Six sixty six. Yeah, I like six six dot six six. Or if you want to make it like perfectly uh, on the side, it'd be six thousand six hundred sixty six sixty six. So it's we, like three group, two yeah. groups of three sixes. Oh my God. I think we may just uh, on New Year's Eve one day do like an Instagram live and just either like smoke them. Or like, <laughs> Yeah, one of the hey, we have the guy, uh, the guitar player, Chev. We have it from Best Across. We got his soul cell. So that, oh, band yeah, if, yeah. that band if it blows up, uh, yeah, yeah, that's our ticket to save. <laughs> Is having his soul? Yeah, that's you, great. We own you. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. You said you guys were a DIY band, a total DIY band, which I straight up commend because I've been there, I've done that, I'm still there for the most part. Everything I do is total DIY. So awesome. when, when you guys are doing the EPs and the albums, are you recording yourselves? Are you going places like to record yeah, well, the studios? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to turn that over to Rich, the bass player. He's the, the wizard on that front. Rich, tell him, tell him everything you do and how much, how, much, how much credit card debt you go into to, to make it yeah, right. possible. Yeah, we're seven yeah. days a week just to support everything. Yeah, it's a, no, it was, it was a cool project, you know, when we were talking about everything about going to places and he was like, you know, how much, how far can we get here so we can give something to the people so they can hear us so we could start to promote a little bit more. And we ended up just going in a rabbit hole because I did own a, a studio at one point, but then, you know, closed it for, uh, you know, all the things. And, uh, 
I still own the, the equipment. So it was just kind of like, can we make this place as sound as possible to get you the clearest? When he's saying this place, he means my basement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. everything's in the basement. Yep. So we just did it just so we can have something to put it out. And actually, the quality wasn't, you know, too bad. And uh, from there, it just kept going up and up because, yeah. you know, you just think of little things to tweak and make make it sound better in, in every aspect. And then now you're just... The full length is going to be even more things and hopefully it'll sound better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's all DIY. Yeah. We like, you know, Rich brings all, although it's, you know, all DIY, he's soundproofing stuff. We put it up in the ceilings. At times we have to like take breaks because my, like my boiler will turn on to heat the house and it does, <laughs> it'll like ruin <laughs> a drum track or something. Or I'll be doing an awesome vocal track and my wife will come upstairs like, and you know, we hear footsteps. So <laughs> yeah, it's got its fun moments. Uh, but yeah, it's all DIY, everything. Leave it all. And in he, there. not only does he, re- not only does he record it, he mixes it, everything. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Masters it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and you don't get much more DIY than people. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, we don't, we don't go, it's all in the basement, you know, you know, we don't, we don't have that much money. So, but that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if, uh, even if say we got somebody just gave us money, like say we had a deal with somebody, uh, distribute the album so or, sold uh, yeah, sell our soul, right? <laughs> Instead, I'd rather keep my soul. Thank you. Um, you know, just like I want to think of it this way like, we do it ourselves, nobody controls us. And to me, that's like the essence of thrash metal, right? You are, it's, it's, it's freedom. You have the freedom to do whatever you want, to play whatever you want, control everything that you do on your own. You don't have any outside influence. You don't have any of that stuff. So we do it ourselves. Yeah. And I would like to keep that. Yeah. It would be nice to get money to go into a nice studio, but you know what? It's not the same as doing it on your own and putting in that effort and then like working together as a group. Yeah. I mean, it's the three of us. We're not just a band. We're friends. And we're also individuals, so we can contribute individually in our own way. Yeah, I also think professional, like, like engineers, what do you call them? Like, uh, yeah, I don't want to sound overproductive. No, no, I don't mean that. I mean, I think they'd be horrified by some of the things we do. Like, before yeah. escape, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm horrified. Ian, he had drank eight beers before he recorded. I think, uh, <laughs> and I did most of those yeah. in one take. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm, uh, I had this great, I don't know. That's why they call me Hollywood. No, my nickname on the first album was Hollywood. The reason they call me Hollywood was because first when we started playing, it was really hot in the basement. So I'm like, I need fans. And then what happened is I kept sweating all the time. So like they got me a towel with like a monogram that said Hollywood because I was like, you know, like, I'm in my trailer, okay, don't talk to me kind of thing. Just as a joke. And it evolved into, like, one take Hollywood because I go on, I just do one take, and they're like, that's it, bro. Yeah, but it's cool. It is cool because, you know, it's cool. In a way, it works for us because we, we were practicing in the same exact spot where we're recording, where we're hanging out, where we're drinking. So Yeah, so the it's overall cool. energy is there, yeah. you know. like So it's uh, more comfortable. I build up after a while. And that comfort, you know, the comfort zone, you get in. We don't have to worry about like, you know, all, the, all those variables that are on the outside. You don't have to worry about that shit. For sure. I mean, I'm just wild all over the place. You know, I'm just wild yeah. drunk as Scotsman. I just go all over the place, bang the drums. And Basically, me and Ian, uh, the guitar player, the drummer. We think it's just the better roses. It's so much fun. We're drinking. Meanwhile, Rich is just basically freaking out every stupid thing we do every time we move so a you, mic. You absolutely. Uh, Rich, is, yeah. Rich is basically the glue with that and has to deal with yeah. a lot of shit. Like he literally like don't sing my 
they're like, don't sing like that. And I'm like, I'm telling you, Rich, it's going to work. Yeah. I'll sing like that. Like an hour later, I'm like, all right, so Rich, uh, it's not working. What should I do? And then he's just, you know. So Yeah, I'm, I'm on the full length. Yeah. Like, I'm just wild, crazy, all over the place. On the full length, we're, I think we are going to listen to Rich a lot more, so it should be easier because I think we've learned that, like, just don't even yeah. question him. It's just the right thing to do. So. <laughs> Sure. I don't know about that. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, definitely looking forward to the the new album. Hopefully, it's a lot sooner rather than later. Hopefully, by the end yeah, of the year, I would say it's going to be either like at the end end of the year or early twenty twenty three. Because uh, I mean, it's really just it's actually we probably will have it written before that. It's just really just money and the time mixing and then like. Uh, you know, how long it takes to make cassettes. Maybe we'll get vinyl CDs. Who knows? So got all that promotion end of it too. But hopefully early 2023. We want to do something every year. Like I don't want a year to go by without any kind of an EP, a splitter of records. So it's yeah, definitely, I mean, yeah. maybe if it takes longer, uh, I think we had talked about it or maybe I was thinking of it. Um, maybe we just do like one song that's, uh, like never really a single, not like what we did with the EP, but just something that goes, you know, we could put out there. Yeah. We'll promote it. We'll let you know, man. Hell yeah. Looking forward to it. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. So let's go ahead and switch over to some general profile questions about you guys as people. Because okay. deep down, we're all metalheads and we all like a lot of the same stuff. So hmm. let's see. All right. <clears throat> What's your favorite food? Well, we'll go left to right. We'll go Ian, Mark, uh, and Rich. Ian, man. you go first. Favorite Sounds food. awesome. I mean, I'm New York. I love pizza. That's pizza is the best. Uh, listen, depends on what kind of pizza. So <laughs> the way you know you got a good pizza, especially when you go to a pizza place, all right? You come to New York, Brooklyn, the city, Long Island, where Jersey, too. You know, Jersey, there's a little enclave. Uh, you know, we got a lot of Italian guys over there. So what you got to do, you got to get the regular slice. The regular slice is just cheese, right? Cheese and sauce. That's how you know a good slice. Because listen, you get the fancy toppings, you put potatoes, they put pineapple, whatever, whatever. That you know what? 
that's just like dressing on something that should be good on the core. Just like when you look at music, right? In the music, <laughs> you got to look at it this way. It's beautiful on the inside and it's foundation. That's what makes it beautiful. And then you can elaborate on it. Nah, you got to get the regular. And you got to fold the pizza when you eat it. Because you don't fold the pizza when oh, you eat it. Oh, I thought you have to eat it with a fork and a knife. Piece of pizza. What? <laughs> We'll never do that in front of us. We're dead. <laughs> Instead, we have the plastic fork, right? The fuck, uh, the needle break off on the end when you try to cut the slice. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, you gotta get the regular. You do. You fold before you fold it. You gotta get the crushed red pepper. You gotta pour that on there a little bit. No garlic, salt, none of that other stuff. You just put the crushed red pepper on there. You fold it. You take it. And if the if the grease drips out of the crack at the end of the pizza into your hands. And it burns you, you know that's a good slice, bro. I'm telling you, because that's the cheese. You got to get the good cheese because it gives the good oil. <laughs> All right, that's that's my food. Uh, my favorite food is probably, uh, yeah, it's got to be pizza or uh, <laughs> if it's not pizza, it's probably uh, either, uh, probably seafood. But uh, I was just in uh, Texas for Hell's Heroes, and I used to hate Mexican Mexican food. I guess we don't get it good up here because it was phenomenal. So I'm mm. in love with Mexican food recently. Rich. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be empanadas or like yeah. pizza. Those are like the two go to, yeah. you know, it's not like, you know, chicken heroes are always good. I mean, I usually, like a chicken unlike, palm. yeah, unlike it, you know, I, I test the pizza place based on their chicken yeah, farm right. heroes. Right. Ooh, that is a good because idea. It's, it's, a mm. it's, a it's stable, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, don't go to a, I don't go to a pizza place for no chicken farm. I go to some fucking the regular slice, you know? Absolutely. So, if if that's what your guys' favorite food is, what food can you not stand? Sushi. Really? I lived in Japan for five years. I hate sushi. All right. Wow. I like chutoro, magro, uh, like tuna, the fatty tuna, all that stuff is good. But uh, uh, what's it? What's it? Yellowtail is pretty good. But most of that, like, I would eat it. And I'd immediately want to vomit. Like, it reminds me, think of like the video of George Bush when he went to Japan. He tried to <laughs> the sushi and he like threw up. Like, that was me in Japan. Like, all the other food is great there. It's amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I don't, I don't like sushi. Sashimi is good, but it depends on the cut of the fish because some of them it tastes like I might as well just like drank a gallon of water out of the Long Island Sound. You know what Ooh, I mean? Like, man, I, never, I never knew you had such a strong opinion on food. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah. Uh, How much food do you have? Pierre White, actually, he's an artist. I never Pure artiste. We never knew this about Ian. It's interesting. You know, uh, there's a lot. I know. My, my worst food, I, I hate the grilled chicken. I just, I hate what? it. I, I hate grilled oh, chicken. Man. I don't want anything near with it. Get rich with two ounces. Um, the worst food. Yeah, that's hard to it's hard to go. I try most things. Uh, so I mean, really, I mean, I'll just generalize. I just I can't stand mushrooms. Okay. So okay. as long as it doesn't have that, we're good. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I'm not a. I get that. I'm not a huge mushroom fan either. Hell yeah! If you followed your dreams as a child, what would you be doing right now? I would probably join the Marines because I remember in high school I wanted to join the military. For a long time, which is funny because I'm like an I'm more I'm always an artistic guy, but I don't know. There was something about like uh, I was kind of all over the place as a kid, so I wanted like some kind of structure maybe. And I considered it for a long time. I almost enlisted, but thank God I didn't. My parents kind of pushed me into the artistic direction, so then I was like, okay, I'm going to be a writer. 
because I always wrote you know, poetry, nonfiction, uh, not, I mean, not nonfiction, fiction, whatever. So uh, that was my other thing. Follow yeah, I would have definitely 100% would have been a, uh, either professional wrestler or like a Howard Stern. That's all I, yeah. I want to do as a kid was either like be Howard Stern or be like Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's nice. Rich. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, either archaeologist, paleontology kind of like thing, uh, like Indiana Jones. No, like, I was all big into that. Rich. Or like a translator I wanted to be. Like I wanted to speak like mad languages, but I didn't really have Japanese. Cool. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Some some great answers there. You know, a professional wrestler. You know, that's that's hilarious. Uh, do you you got the beer down pat though, right? <laughs> Since it was Steve Austin, the beer drinking. Yeah, absolutely. Give me a hell yeah. What? <laughs> what? Gonna be the new album release, three sixteen. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, oh that's when that. you need to release no. it. Yeah, on March sixteenth. Yeah. yeah. What is the yeah, three hours and three minutes termination? <laughs> T minus, yes. What was the first concert you ever attended? What was that? Say it one more time. Oh, okay. Um, oh, my parents. It was maybe like ten or eleven. It was live. Remember live? Uh, live throwing copper was the album. Yeah. Was there, they really they had the bald singer? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they were really good. Actually, I was really impressed. Like that by that. Um, and then I, I mean, I went to church when I was a kid all the time, so I would see, you know, all the, the vocal, the choral music and Carmen. organ stuff, which, uh, you know, I mean, I was an opera major, uh, when I was in college, so that was my big thing. I do that. I, my, uh, I, I saw, you know, a bunch of local stuff, but, uh, this is a very embarrassing story. Uh, the first concert, it's, it's not a bad lineup, it's a good lineup, but what happened at the concert is very embarrassing. Uh, the first concert I ever saw was uh, Rage Against the Machine, Gangstar, the rap group, and At the Drive-In at the Nassau Coliseum. Now, good lineup, but the reason it's embarrassing is what happened was uh, we had, I was in like seventh grade, I think, so, and I'm, I was pretty very small, so my dad and uh, we're, we're sitting in the GA, right? My, my dad thought there'd be like chairs to sit, cause, you know, he's used to going to like Led Zeppelin in the Coliseum GA, he had chairs, he wasn't used to, you know, he had no idea what this mosh pit was going to be like. So I'll never forget, we were like, you know, the mosh pit was huge, I mean, the GA, and all of a sudden, like, the, the Zach De La Rocha from, like, uh, from Age Against Machine, like, like kind of, like, did a rant, and he was like, I want every motherfucker in these nosebleeds to get in this pit, and, like, all of a sudden, it was like the Lion King when there was a stampede, <laughs> and Simba turns around, and it's like all these, like, wildebeests and shit charge him the dust. And I, there's just hundreds of grown men, shirts off, ready for the pit, charging down the stairs, launching themselves off like the security railing into the pit over my head, clipping me. My hair's getting my, my dad's like dodging guys. And all of a sudden, I am not too proud. I'm to admit it, but I just hysterically started crying. I was so, oh my God. I was in fear of my life. Uh, and then we went to the nosebleed seats a little, but you know. I enjoyed the show after that, but I tell that story just, yeah, you can't be too embarrassed. Yeah, Everybody's got a moment. Exact experience. I sat in a seat and watched the band the whole time. Like, this is amazing. This guy's cool. <laughs> All right, Richard, what was your first concert, Richard? The first, the oldest one I can remember, I didn't really go to shows a lot when I was younger, um, but my friend took me to, I think it was Ozzy and Rob Zombie. Nice. I was at the garden. It was like a, it was at NASA Coliseum. Uh, it was it a Christmas one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 What was it called? That, uh, tour. Was called the, uh, Mary, the Mary Mayhem tour. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ozzy, Ozzy came out in the sleigh. Yeah, right? yeah, it was a good time. Wow. See, I saw Ozzy on that tour, uh, but it was on the Ozfest side of it. it okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. So, <laughs> some really good ones there. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro Wrestling. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. What do you invest too much time into? Uh... I don't know, man. I used to play a lot of video games. Uh, I, I mean, I'm like a connoisseur of like uh, old school point and click adventure games, RPG stuff. But now lately, uh, I just like to read. I mean, like, I read a book, listen to music. I feel like listening to music has actually replaced hmm. uh, reading books, which I should do more. And I'm not, I don't, I don't really listen to, um, you know. Uh, YouTube videos or anything because like you can get a lot of audiobooks and stuff like that. I don't I don't like that. You got to have the actual book and you got to be able to read it because there's something about having that visual thing and going through the effort to actually read everything instead of because it's active, right? Instead right. of passively sitting back and listening and like then you don't remember anything because when you actually read something and then you read it again, you got to read it twice. 
You can't just read it once. You got to read it twice to make sure you, you remember it and understand it, or at least on a subconscious level, whether it's in your heart or your mind, uh, you know, that you remember it or it affects you. Cause that's the whole point of doing the reading, right? That, uh, you know, when you do that, when you just like listen to stuff, like, like, oh, I'm also audiobook. You don't remember anything. It's, it's a, you only remember that split second that when you listen to it. So yeah, I maybe just, you know, mm. wasting time in the wrong direction, probably. <laughs> I would say I invest too much time in probably, um, like, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a waste. I guess maybe, uh, I'm actually very conscious of not wasting time. I guess I waste too much time, uh, Right now, it's been watching that Johnny Depp trial. I mean, I, right. I stayed at the three. In the, <laughs> I stayed at the three in the morning drinking some beers. I was like, I've already seen these videos, man. But I've been watching five times. Yeah, I poured myself a mega pint and <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah. Nice. Mega pints, the shit you get at fucking Oktoberfest, bro. Rich, what about you, man? I mean, not in a not in a negative way, but like invest a lot of time in. I mean, well, he's had too much too much time. I mean, everything. I mean, anime is a big <laughs> anime. Oh, yeah. But I don't think it's a bad thing, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's how I like relax and de-stress from the day, you know. Cool. Like, yeah. some, some like gaming, maybe. Yeah, I should practice more. <laughs> right on. Yeah, we all. What album is an absolute playthrough for you? Uh, Not a skip. You're gonna kill me, bro. Oh, man, it's so tough to decide. There's so many good ones. Does it have to be metal? No. All right. Uh... I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out the recommendation. You know, I was keeps dropping the word jazz before. Uh, it definitely Sunny Stitt, uh, with the New Yorkers is probably one of the greatest, like, live jazz recordings. Uh, it's just, uh, you gotta listen to it. It's so beautiful. Uh, if you want to pick a metal album, it's a little tough, but, uh, mm, I'll say like Fatal Portrait is probably one of my favorites. You know, uh, a lot of guys, you know, they're, they're with, with the, you kind of like have the unholy trilogy of uh, King Diamond, where it's like Abigail, Fatal Portrait, them. I love them, but I'd say Fatal Portrait is probably one of my favorites when it comes to metal. Right on. Um, and I also really like uh, Isao Tamita. He was a Japanese guy that did like pioneered uh, synthesizer, like Moog and all the synthesizer music. Um, he did a rendition of uh, Gustav Holt's uh, The Planets, which is amazing. And, uh, oh, John Coltrane uh, did one that was like The Planets. What was his last album? I can't remember the name. Oh, well, you can figure it out. It has all the planet names for the, the song. So that was beautiful. Uh, for me, I got to say, I, I actually, listen, I never skip songs i always listen to every like even if i don't like stuff i just do it straight through i guess i don't know it's just right in there uh death symbolic really probably every track just like i'll never i just just let it play like oh man just every track fades into each other so smoothly like you rich um maybe august burns red constellations Or, like, an older one, maybe, Misery Signals of Malice and the Magnum Heart. Those are, like, two of my go-tos, listen-throughs, nonstop. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, he mentioned, uh, Death, uh, I, I don't forget it, man. Scream Bloody Gore. They're one of the greatest fucking albums ever made, man. For sure. Yeah, you know, and, and even when we're trying to write, I try to match this kind of balance, because there's a lot of great, like, really fast riffs on Scream Bloody Gore, and then the drums are, like, slower, almost like a breakdown or, like, a regular beat. And then... The guitars are like down, but the drums are like. <laughs> so I, 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 I fucking love that album too. 
Definitely. Before we go today, always, links will be listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go to the Bandcamp page, buy the EPs, sell them out of things, because that's what it's all about. It's fun. So go do it. Go spend money with these guys. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody before we go? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I love these guys. Uh, thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks to my parents, uh, <laughs> you know, for making me and God for, <laughs> you know, helping them make me and making everything possible. Uh, yeah. And anybody that's been to our shows or follows the Instagram or anything, anybody support us. You don't have to, I mean, even if you don't give us money, I, I appreciate even that you don't say anything and you just listen to the music and it, if it moves you. I want to say a shout out to you, man, if you enjoy it. And even if you hate it, I'll say a shout out to you too, because that moves you in a certain way, right? Doesn't it? Right. Uh, Mark, I'll give a shout out to a few people. Uh, uh, James and uh, the band Sadistic Force from Texas. They're, oh, uh, lo- love them. Yeah, they just, uh, I, I would flew down to Texas and they let me sing uh, the Cauldron on stage with them at the Hell's Heroes Fest. Hell yeah. So, yeah, it's fucking awesome. That was just awesome. So shout out to Statistic Force. They got a lot of cool shit going. There's another thrash band in Texas called Charm. Two-piece instrumental thrash band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our boy Nico. Um, Bastard Cross and, and has been cool. And they're, they're trying to work and, uh, you know, get their shit going. They're killing it. Um, and uh, that's that's it for me, Rich. Yeah, I mean, just a uh, shout out to all the fans who, like, go out. You know, to support any music, really. Oh, you know, we yeah. should give out a yeah. shout out to Extinction AD. Oh yeah, love oh, yeah, that. They've been super cool. Yeah, they, uh, they, speak they very always, kindly. Yeah, and they, they say we are trying to touch us. <laughs> you know, and I, 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 I'm, I'm stupid a lot of times, so I forget shit. So yeah, that I, I would say that too. They've they been very, very man. cool to us. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So finally, thank you, bro, for having nah, us. No. Yeah. I mean, this is fun for me. You know, this is totally fun for me that I get to, that I can, you know, put stuff out into the airwaves and be like, look at me. I'm a dork and I'm talking to all these cool people. Nah, I know. <laughs> nah, we're the dorks. You're the cool guy, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, man. No, it's cool that you, you do this. It's definitely yeah. not, it's people like you keep shit alive. It's, it's people. As you get older, you realize the best people in life are people who create a community. So that's what you're doing yeah. with this. Well, I appreciate that. Me, and and you're right. So, but, you know, creating yeah. the community, keeping things alive, that's what it's all about for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do with the music too. Like, um, we want to bring back that old school style of like, whether it's thrash or traditional heavy metal or whatever, because, you know, we have so many influences, but we want to have that because I feel, uh, at least here in the, the, you know, the Northeast, the East coast, like it's very lacking, you know, everything is so polished and it's almost pop music to a point. We want to make something that's real, that makes people, it moves people and, you know, make that community where you can go and see a bunch of bands and not have like, you know, it's great to see these amazing bands that are like, okay, I'm going to pay a hundred dollars to get a nice ticket. No, like, I want to play a show and I want to be able to like talk to people after the show and we hang out, have a couple beers, smoke, whatever, you know, like just chill and have a connection with people. And then people remember that shit. And then when it comes around, that's, that's how you build it. One person at a time, like grassroots. I mean, you want to, you want to use that kind of terminology. Absolutely. I think that's, that's the most important. You got to make sure you're taking care of everybody and building that kind of connection. I, I agree a hundred percent with that. 
Yeah. Absolutely. So, so it's about, man. Yeah, for sure. Final question of the day. What album changed your life? Man. Nah, that's a tough one. You put me on the spot, dude. <laughs> uh, what album changed my life? Yo, we have to go reverse order. I guess I think about this one. It's kind of tough. You want to start? Right, I'll start. I know for damn sure. Well, I already said, you know, uh, Megadeth Countdown to Extinction. Obviously, it's not my favorite nowadays, but just Megadeth blew my mind. I got literally, I mean, I, like I said, I was trying to find something like heavy and extreme at the time. I was listening to like, like a lot of East Coast New York rap because it was like aggressive. Once I heard Megadeth became not only obsessed with, uh, obsessed with, uh, you know, Megadeth, but just guitar playing, picked up a guitar nearly hours a day, heavy metal. Uh, two other albums that definitely changed my uh, life. Uh, Virgin Steel's Noble Savage. Mm. Um, <laughs> for a few reasons, actually, uh, I don't want to go too deep into it unless you want to know the backstory, but Virgin Steel, Noble Savage. And, um, I would say recently that, you know, not that it's changed my life because we're older, but I would say, uh, Whiplash, Power and Pain made me think about guitar differently. And same with, uh, any album, either the first or the second one from Forced Entry made me like rethink. How am I playing guitar? We're a three piece, like Christian three piece. Maybe I got to do different, different things. So that changed the kind of like how I view music and playing guitar. So amazing. Yeah. Rich, Ian, you guys figured out yet or no? Uh, it's tough. Um, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's really rough for me because there's so many albums that, and also think like, uh, you know, I'm into, come on, give me, album. give me the album, guys. Come on. Uh, what changed your life immediately? You heard like, bam. I mean, I scream bloody gore is probably the best one. I mean, that one, and I would say, um, uh, very actually pretty underrated because everybody knows Dark Throne for uh, black metal, but their first album, Soulfly Journey, uh, mm. that was like the third album I bought. It was my uh, my chores money, and I listened to that. I was like, yo, these guys fucking rule. And then I listened to the rest of them. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck happened, bro? I'm like, really? <laughs> Come on, you guys had so much talent, but I, I kind of respect that attitude where it's like, yeah, this is too trendy. Let's do what we really feel and what we really think. So uh, that kind of attitude uh, really resonates with me, that you should make art for art's sake and not make it because of, you know, whether it's uh, where it gets you money or it gets you fame or, you know, uh, women or drugs or guys, if you're into that thing, you know. I don't, I don't make any, pass any judgments. Uh, you know, everybody does their own thing. But like, when you want to desire something from the world instead of putting it out there for the sake of making it. So yeah, I, I think I'd probably say Soul Blood Journey because after that, I, it made me realize that juxtaposition of like, wow, instead of doing something that's popular, we're just going to do whatever we want. So yeah, maybe that. Or I don't know. That's kind of hard, man. It's tough for me because it's so much good shit that Because there's so much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything. I listen to so many genres of music, so it's just so tough. But, uh, like, the first one that comes to mind is probably, like, Minus the Bears, Highly Refined Pirates. Nice. It's really cool. They're, like, a lot of, you know, crazy tones. The, the guitarist is insane with, like, the things that he fits in, which is cool because at some points it's not even, like, guitar sound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, just everyone's just really tight in there. And it just lets you, you know, experiment with things and put things from other genres into a, a new sound. And that's like a very helpful and 
in all styles of music, I think that's where the best music comes from is where they take a little bit from something else and incorporate it in it, but not enough where, you know, it ruins it too much with making a whole new genre. But yes. that's not like, but that's how it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, you're yeah. letting it permeate. Yeah. That's, but that's how the new genres happen. Really. It's just eventually one little idea becomes more of a important factor in the music. Uh, it's the same thing with biology and yeah. people and everything. But just having those little nuance that, you know, someone yeah. can show some like flair or talent yeah. and shine for a minute is, is Absolutely. definitely something that's inspiring, you know? So you don't, you don't have to be like one sort of, sort of way for a certain genre of music. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I'm not familiar with that. So I, I need to check it out for sure. Yeah. Rich actually listens to a lot of different types of music styles, which makes it interesting because. It brings all these like different weird type of styles that we wouldn't think of. And it's actually pretty cool. Definitely. Awesome. I only love big pun. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Dudes, thank you so much for coming on the show this week. This has been a blast. I appreciate everything that you guys do. I'm looking forward to the actual full length album. So keep that shit yeah. up. Yeah, me too, man. On the way out from the EP, yeah. what do you guys want me to play? I would say probably Rise of the New Commander because it's the only one with lyrics. <laughs> but yeah, I would say play uh, Rise of the New Commander into the country. Play, play, play the, um, the intro with the screaming shit into... Just uh, play the whole thing. Just play the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. Anyway. No, yeah. I'd say Rise of the New Commander yeah. then, yeah, if you want to do the yeah, do the, do the intro, do the, in, the interlude on. intro into... That's the old one. Oh, you want to... I'm from the new one. Yeah. Into Rise of the New Commander for the first one, and then you can do... Um, you got to play his bass song. <laughs> <laughs> right? You do that as an outro, like a special outro. So you play the two instrument, you play the instrumental song, you play the other one. And then when you're like fading out of the show, be like, we got a special treat just for, we got a special treat just for you. And then you play that little bass thing. Cause it's so beautiful, man. It's fucking, uh, man, it makes, I, I, I listen to it every time. I, I just listen to the album just to listen to that. Yeah. Then we have like, so uh, the new wave of old school thrash metal. We have like uh, on our first EP, we have like sixty-seven thousand views, and this one's got like almost three thousand. And half of those are Ian. So right. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, he, mine are the he, same he, way. He, so. he, 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 I lost the fucking thing. No, they checked. No, no, it's good. So thank you all again. As you heard them, thank this, you, brother. Thank you. This is Rise of the New Cromancer.
Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. 
So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs>